Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. We will get to a story about Jay in Chicago in 10 seconds here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. If you want to make the pick for the KJM mock draft for the Houston Texans, we still want to pick for the Houston Texans. You can call now. We'll play it on tomorrow's show, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-SAY-ESPN. All right, guys, how was your day in Chicago yesterday? Good day in Chicago? It was great. Yeah, we had fun. Mm-hmm. We, had, we had a lot of went fun. To Obviously, we did the show. Bub City, then, uh, great spot. Then we went to uh, take a nap. <clears throat> nap is good. Yeah, you can do that anyway. Well, he had his pizza and took a nap. Was yeah. it a good Chicago oh, yeah, that's nap? that's true, too. I had the pizza and then took the nap. It was cool. Yeah, it was, it was good. It, pizza was good. Pizza was see, good. I, we, and, and, uh, I mean, that like soup in that picture. He is <laughs> spooning it uh, into his mouth. It like. <laughs> so much cheese. I'm, I love I'm, it. I'm, it's, it's, so it's, it's, it. It was so good. I had to just, you know, make sure that I got all everything, all the little morsels, the drippings. I, I You know, I had yeah. to make sure. It was so good. Uh, it's unbelievable. Can't wait to go back. And, Jay, I heard you were uh, touched. I don't know. I don't want to say inappropriately. Yeah, it, it, was, but it, was, unwanted, it, it, it was an un- yes. unwanted. Ah! Touching. Yes, it was Whatever. an unwanted touch, uh, awkwardness. So we're at Bub City. Key and I are having a great time. Uh, we're with Waddle and Sylvie. We're having some Sid Coro, which is great. Michael Jordan's uh, tequila, which is we met his whole team, which is really, really cool, by the way. And I, I, I love that tequila. It was awesome. And then um, so we had an autograph guy who uh, comes up with, you know, 10 to 15 different pieces that they want you to sign. And I, I don't know, Key, how he approached you, but all I know is I felt this man's hand on the the lower soft part of my back. What? And I, when you I, say soft I, part. I said, what are you talking about? Lower Wait, soft part. I don't know how so. How else will you explain that part of your lower back, Max? The small. Like, give of me your the back? vernacular you would use. The small. The small of your that, back. The small of. I, I I I've never been touched that place before by anybody. So I, I don't. I don't even know how to describe back it. Back there. He wanted to see your tattoo. You know. That's so. Um, yeah. Maybe you have it a nice. Was, maybe a, you have a, a nice lower back, a, Jay. He wanted to see, see what was going on. Oh, I'm usually, the, uh, I'm very, but very key, good. He, he at, grabbed me with the whole palm, though, Key. I the see. whole palm of what? his hand. Yeah, grab the small part yeah, of my. It was, he, it was he, awkward, he, and I yeah, wanted he didn't to touch him. me. I um, I saw him coming when I went to the restroom. You know, I could periff guys really good. Riff him, and so Perif. I saw him. There it is. I saw him. And so what I did is immediately walk back toward the stage, and I pointed to Evan. I said, "They don't want me signing anything." The, the guy right here, he he, you gotta, I got, and I just kept walking. And Evan, you know, Evan became big Evan. Then he's like, "No, we're not signing nothing. We're not, you know, we're not signing any autographs right now." So I just kept going. But he waited around the whole entire 
time we were there, in every place I went, he kept moving around. What could you tell it about ev- him? <laughs> what could you tell about him, Key? Because Jay, could, well, Jay first all of a sudden all, couldn't sense it, so so he got inside Jay's all, defenses. First of all, you got a bag. Inside my right? defenses. <laughs> you, you got a bag with every damn team I ever played in, every card, every helmet. You got all sorts of stuff. And you look like an autograph seeker. I, and you got your buddy over there with the same bag with the same tricks. Well, like an eBay I've been in the guy, game too you long. Thinking? You're not getting me. What do you think it was, you know, a, a memorabilia but, guy? Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure, 100%. Definitely an eBay guy. Yeah, for 100%. Sure. Remember, but wait, well, wait, how many damn Sports me. Illustrated covers you need of me? Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, the same guy who was touching me, but this, this is where I need your help. I need everybody's help. If another man grabs with his full palm the small of your back, mm-hmm. how are you supposed to react? Like, I... Stop key with the hand. No. <laughs> how are you supposed to react? Max, I don't know. Does, he, you have, react does he have all his hair? Does he have a good job? I don't know. You tell me, Jay. <laughs> no, it was, it was, uh, it was, no. look, it, 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 he gave Evan creepy do. vibes, though. Uh-huh. The dude had a, a, a real weirdo creep look to him, mm-hmm. but he was an autograph seeker. And I'm, you know, I'm like, no, man. But you could be both. You, know you could be a, an autograph seeker and a creep. Like a creep's. He seemed you know, like a nice guy. I mean, I, I got freaked out. I just signed everything. Like, and typically I'm like, oh, I'll sign one piece or two. But I was so thrown off my game. That's was, why he put his hand like on your Boston back. Celtics. He's like, yeah, usually like, they sign one or two pieces. Strategy. But when I put my hand like on the, the back, they lose it. And they, they, they just sign the, everything. Max, he was, Max, he was the Ime Udoka of <laughs> touching back. Coach defensive schemes like it threw i was kevin Durant. I was like ah, i'm over 10 in this in the fourth quarter i don't but it was what good. do you need me to sign what do you need me to sign you gotta get <laughs> oh, physical geez. with him come on gates what do you mean get outside physical? Of, outside he got physical of that with though, me it made me want to run away outside of that though it was a it was a it was a great turnout it was fun i had a lot of you know uh conversations with with sylvie and waddle um it was just good it was a it was a good show good everything everything was great just that guy was a little, you know, yeah, him and his buddy was a yeah. little different. This is Keyshawn J. Willimax coming to you live from the Seaport District of Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. So, we are talking Chicago, and <laughs> after saying on this just in two days ago, hey, you could let me t- give you a max fact with a segment we do, a new feature we do, and I'm like, you could go to sleep by halftime of the T-Wolves and Suns. Whoops. So the next day I said, you go to sleep by halftime of the Bucks and Bulls. Whoops. I think it's wishful thinking because I got to get up early in the morning. Jay, how do you feel about the Bulls' chances in this series, given the fact that they tied it up and Middleton got a knee issue now? It's So I went last night from watching a game with Cap. Uh, who Dave Kaplan is incredible. I, I mean, every time the Bulls are up 9 nothing, he's like, look, Jay, look, Jay. I'm like, it's the, the opening three minutes of the first quarter, Cap. Like, let's calm down here. It's a long game. Because I'm looking at it saying, I know that the Milwaukee Bucks are a better team. At the end of the day, they are a more complete team, and they have more cohesiveness. They've been together longer, and they understand who they are. When, when Chris Middleton went down late in the game, and obviously the issue happened with Bobby Portis in the eye, I'm looking at saying, all right, like this is a winnable series now for the Bulls. And DeMar DeRozan came through 41 points, 
You talk about they, they committed so many turnovers for Milwaukee. The defense from Alex Gusel was incredible. And now I'm looking at the Bulls saying if Chris Middleton has this sprained MCL, they are the favorite. They should be the favorite to win this series. A major door has been open for Chicago. And a door that I honestly I thought was closed. I thought there was no yeah, way in hell that they even had a chance. I thought they were going to get a sweep, Key. And DeMar DeRozan answered the call. You know, yesterday, oh, is he a, he is a playoff guy, regular season? All, he answered the call. It, 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 people were waiting for this moment. Now he can push back on him if he continues to play at the level that he did last night, knocking down 41 points. He was 16 of 31. He had seven boards, but he played great defense. He had mid-range shots, long shots. He drove to the basket. He did all sorts of things that made you feel like this is the guy that we saw 100%. in the regular season that – Many people thought, oh, he has a real chance and an opportunity to be an MVP, and he showed that last night. I, I'm proud of him. I'm happy for him. 100%. I, you, you, I figured DeRozan would step up and win a game, so maybe it's a gentleman's sweep. But now with Middleton's knee issue, we don't know what's going to happen there. Who knows? But 100% key, DeRozan answered the bell. All right, let's stick with this conversation. Did DeMar DeRozan prove – especially given Middleton's situation, that the Bulls can actually win this series. G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Adam Amin, Bulls TV announcer, is with us now. Adam, good morning. Morning, sir. So, Adam, 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 Adam hold on, Max. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. Adam, I have to ask you a serious question. I need your okay. friendly advice. So, Key and I <laughs> in Chicago yesterday. Leave Bunk me out City. of it. <laughs> the important it. stuff. I was going to get right into the Bulls, but Jay has an important question. Yeah, because this, this is what really matters to me. This is important. So a, a grown man comes up behind me and softly caresses the small of my back. <laughs> How are you supposed to react to that? He was an autograph signer. I'm giving you way too many details. But he just it was a soft caress, the full palm on the small of my back. How would you have reacted, Adam? It's Take a startling me through how you would to, to, to be approached. So if, yeah, if you I, were yeah. if you were startled, I, I would understand. Which if I you was were startled. honestly very startled. I, I, yeah, I wanted to be aggressive, but I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know who it was. How how it was even going down? It was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a firm grasp. You know. 
Yeah, man. I, 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 I can appreciate uh, being startled in that moment. Walking, you know, if you're in the city, you know, you, you, you're, just, you're visiting, you're trying to enjoy the sights and sounds, and all of a sudden they get interrupted. It's just a little startling is all. Have you ever been grabbed by or caressed by the small of your back ever? <laughs> by anybody? Well, I mean, sure. Who among us hasn't? And yeah. it's fine. I have no issue with that. I'm just saying if you're walking around, minding your own business, and all of a sudden it happens, it's a little startling. Yeah, Jay Yo, just man, Jay, like I'm not on your team. I mean, Jay, <laughs> could the guy buy you a couple team, drinks man. first at least? You know, I mean, Jay, it's not. I at least I, I, at least I saw him coming at him. I saw him coming at him. I was smart enough to keep it moving. <laughs> He's got. So you're, you're more. You're 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 more aware. You're you had you had your your wits about you a little bit more. I think then Jay, that's that's understandable as well. That's not fair, Adam. Key has great <laughs> key periftum. We made that word up, by the way. It just works. But my back was to the. I was at the bar talking to somebody. It just came up right directly behind me. Just boom, right there, right hand, firm push against the bar, caressed the lower <laughs> small back. Weird. Had on a, a little man. push in there Had too. On a I, yeah, yeah. I, I know I, you didn't come so. on here, Adam. I know you didn't come on here, Adam, to talk about Jay's small ability back. to. Typically, that's where the conversation you know. ends up somehow, Adam, some way, somehow. Adam, I thought so going awkward. into this series, and especially after game one, like I, if Lonzo is good and Patrick Williams has developed because he hadn't been hurt and everything, I, lo- I really love the way the Bulls put the team together. But uh, they, however, DeRozan answered the bell on the road. And, and now, if Middleton is out, like, do you think these guys have a chance to win this thing right now? I mean, it's hard to tell because the, they still have – Milwaukee still has the best player on the floor. They're going to have the best player on the floor more often than not. And in a series like this, when you are a prohibitive favorite, you can still win a series with a superstar of that caliber. I think what DeRozan proved is that and – I th- and, I, and, and I think what, what the Bulls have proved, I think, in the first two games is that if you defend at a high enough level – you are going to be competitive for the rest of this series. And when you're competitive in an NBA game, you have a shot to win those games. I I don't think – I think game one was a good lesson for a team that in general hadn't really been at this this level yet. I think the Bulls had three players that have had 25 or more playoff games in their careers, and the Bucks have seven of those players. So – yeah, experience-wise, you, 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 the decisive advantage belongs to the defending champs. But I think it was a good lesson after game one, and it was a good blueprint in game two for, for that team, that they can stay in games if they continue to defend at a high level. And you mentioned Lonzo. Defending at a high level is not something that the Bulls have done consistently since Lonzo got hurt in mid-January. And for the most part, that's something they haven't done consistently since Christmas time, when Alex Caruso first exited the starting line, or first exited the lineup, when he was dealing with COVID, when he was dealing with a hamstring issue, all of that stuff started right around Christmas time. So, if they defend at a high level now, you you don't have to. You you lost an All Star if you're Milwaukee. That is a huge loss if Middleton is is out for a significant portion of time. The same way we're talking about Devin Booker in Phoenix. That that's an All Star caliber player that you're missing. And a veteran yes. player who's been through those wars and, and understands what it's like in a playoff game. So they're in it now. They're in a series. This is a real series. Adam, I, I am shocked I don't hear more optimism in your voice. 
I mean, they lost a guy who's scoring 20 points a game. I mean, he was critical last year to them winning a world championship. And then Bobby Portis with this eye issue. I mean, yes, I get that Giannis is the most dominant player in the world in the conversation for best player in the world. But, I mean, if, if you're looking at – if you're the Chicago Bulls, you're looking at this saying, Yo, we have a legit shot to win this series. I mean, do you not feel that way? I think they need to feel that way. I think the Bulls should feel that way. And that's the thing – that's the mentality that's going to keep them in this series because they I, – I, I, I really feel like that first game of playoff experience for a player like Zach Levine, for a player like Patrick Williams – uh, for a player like Kobe White, who's had stretches of, of major importance in the first two games of this series, I think that first game really was like kind of a bit, uh, kind of a wake-up call. I think you need to go through a, a game like that and see what it takes to be disappointed that you could have taken game one. This could be a 2 nothing series. The Bulls played well enough in game one to win that game. And, and what we saw last night, clearly they're, they're good enough to be in this series and be on the floor with, with, these, with this team, with these champs. So, yeah, should there be optimism? Now, absolutely. There absolutely should be optimism if you're the Bulls. But you also understand what it takes because the Bucks have been through that. They understood what it took last year to win games, to come back from down in a series, to play for 48 minutes and stay close when you're playing a team that, that might have a couple of advantages against you. I think they needed that. And that's it. that was an important learning experience. I really believe that. I think it, it's hard to – I don't think it can be overstated how much of an important experience that first game, the disappointment of it, to get a sense for what it takes at this level to win four out of seven against teams that are playing their best basketball in the season. I think that was a really important lesson. So now there should be optimism. You should, you should be a shark. You should smell blood in the water and understand, okay, they're bleeding now. How do we take advantage of that? How do we try to advance that, that narrative? How do we try to advance the things that we did well in the first two games and carry that over into Chicago and now make this a, a you know a three out of five when you've already stolen home court advantage. Adam Amin, Chicago Bulls TV announcer, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Adam, how important, not just last night, but how important has DeMar DeRozan been to the Chicago Bulls since coming over in free agency? I think the last two years in general, has put a more professional feel to the organization. And that goes from top down, from, from the front office to the coaching staff to the roster that's on the floor night in and night out. It feels like a more professional, polished uh, structure. And I think DeRozan's probably the, the epitome of that. He's probably at the heart and at the core of that. Because you, know, you, you guys understand what it's like when, when – the, I, want, I don't want to call him the alpha in the sense that like he's the most dominant force of personality that you see. But DeRozan has this aura about him, I think, that this professional polish about him. He knows what it takes at this level. He's been around for a long time. Other than winning a title, he's seen just about everything in his NBA career. He has seen every scenario that pops up in a, in a basketball game, in a playoff game, in his NBA career. So he just has this wealth of experience and knowledge. And with that has come a certain level of mastery of the craft. And with that has come a certain feel and a certain aura and a certain professionalism that I think a lot of these young guys needed to see. I think Zach Levine, who's 
got all the talent in the world needed to see, oh, this is how a professional really does it at this level. A guy who's been to the playoffs, a guy who's been in a conference final series, a guy who's played up uh, against the best in the world, some of the best in this game. They needed to see what that takes night in and night out, day in and day out, what the, the nuances of being a professional is. And I think he's epitomized that, not only with how well he's played, but with how he carries himself. There's an aura about him. There's a quiet confidence about him. And there's a leadership that comes with that. There's a credibility that comes with that. And I think a lot of these guys needed to see what that's like. What does that look like in, in, in human form in front of you that you can witness for you know six to eight months as a basketball team and go, all right, that's what it takes. I think he has done that in a huge way, along with showing a mastery of his craft, showing him, you know, the mastery of being a mid-range player, of doing something that's maybe off the beaten path in the current era of the NBA. He's done a lot of those things just by being himself, just by being a quiet, confident leader who plays the, basketball, uh, plays the game of basketball at a very high level. Now that two games are in the books, deadlocked at 1-1, um, what's the key to game three for both of these teams? Man, I think, I think still matching the physicality. And I think for the Bulls to match the physicality that Milwaukee plays with at both ends of the floor, I think they really got punched early in game one. They got down 9 nothing. go, oh, wow. So that's how they officiate games in the, in the playoffs. That's how a team of this caliber plays physically. I think the Bulls have done that for probably six out of the eight quarters that have been played in this series. And I think for Milwaukee, to get Drew Holiday on track uh, offensively more consistently. Holiday has been very good in the fourth quarter on offense, but he hasn't made shots at a consistent rate in those first three quarters in the first two games of this series. And a lot of the guys from Milwaukee who typically have been much better haven't done that just yet. And you got to remember, they're still one of the most efficient offenses in the NBA. They still perform at a very high level when they're at their best. Chris Middleton hadn't shot the ball particularly well in these first two games until that third quarter right before he got hurt. So I think if some of these other guys, like a Pat Connaughton, can step up, Portis, who hasn't done a lot of damage offensively, he's expected to play and come back for game three. If he can step up and kind of fill that gap, I still think Milwaukee's in great shape. But, man, you you, my, my, you know my partner, Stacey King, he loves his Rocky movies, and he made a lot of Rocky Four references last night comparing Ivan Drago to, to the Milwaukee Bucks. And you have to show that the champ can bleed. You can show that he's not a machine. He's a man. All these things that we like to joke and talk about, the, the same rules and the same principles apply. So if you're the Bulls, you, you found out that they, they bleed just like you do. So can you make, take advantage of that? And can you carry energy and physicality over into your home stretch now, these next two games? That's right. Referring to any Rocky movie other than the fifth one. Is always a good idea. Adam Amin, Bulls TV announcer. Thanks, Adam, for joining us this morning. Protect your back out there, Adam. Protect yourself. (laughs) Watch your back, huh? Adam, protect yourself. Wait until you hear what Jay Will thinks, who Jay Will thinks, is the best team in the Eastern Conference, or at least who the best team is going to be. Here we go, Jalen Brown to the baseline with six against Dragic. Pass to Smart. Smart dribbles inside the arc to Tatum. Layup's good at the horn. Boston wins it. First thing that came to my mind was how much time they're going to have left. But, you know, that just happened so fast. But we'll take it. They still sting, you know, even though we know it's a series and move past it. But, you know, it's going to be good to look at the game and see where we can get better. 
Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app, ESPN2. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. The Nets drop another one to the Celtics. You heard it on ESPN Radio. J. Key? J. I, I like, look, game one, KD gets caught just kind of flat-footed, just watching things develop, right? Defense, defensive laps, it seemed to me. Ball watching, it seemed to me. And they lose a game they could have easily won. And then last night, they have an enormous lead. And it just all goes away. KD with another bad game. Kyrie, uh, as as passive as you'll ever see him. Jay, who is the favorite to make the NBA Finals out of the East at this moment? Right now, the Boston Celtics. Like, it's – if I'm looking at Chris Middleton being hurt, and I understand what the 76ers are doing, Joel Embiid made an incredible shot last night. But I'm looking at – the Boston Celtics, if, they, if they're able to get Robert Williams back, but regard, they seem like the most complete team there is with how they defend, man. And I, Max, so I know right. you That's without to, Robert Williams. It's such a good yes, point. They're doing man, this like without they, Time Lord. It's you know, Al Horford, low-key, Brad Stevens is probably the executive of the year because him getting Al Horford on this team, the, the intangibles that he brings to the table, like it feels like they haven't missed a beat. And you talk about KD just ball watching late in the first game. It's not just that, man. You know, the physicality and how they play. If you're, He's getting banged on every cut. There is a cumulative effect on how that kind of plays into the game throughout the course of the entire 48-minute run, right? Like, it's not him and Kyrie because they're getting banged all the time, but every shot they're getting raked down on, their hard fouls, the way they play collectively. It's And Jason Tatum didn't have a great game. It's not like you're saying, well, Jason Tatum, you know, won that battle. I mean, he did ultimately. But, like, they found Jalen Brown stepped up. Marcus Smart made plays down the stretch. Like, they're the most complete team, it feels like, in the East. Jay, you know why ball watching? But when you look at it, when you look at it, though, Jay, two games in Boston, okay, they they get one on a a great play by Tatum and Brown at the end of game one. Game two, clearly you just mentioned how, for the most part, you're saying that Steve Nash was outcoached, which I agree with you. There was no adjustment. Second time in a row, Key. Basically the second time in a row. But they are going home on Saturday, and they get two days to make these adjustments. And I'm sure Kevin Durant is not going to have a third stinker in a row. I mean, you've got to think at home that's not going to happen, right? You've got to think that with a guy like this, uh, you know, some feels he's the best player in the world. He's not going to come out and lay an egg for a third straight time. You know why I say ball watching, guys? Because I'm walking down the street uh, in New York yesterday, I guess it was, two days ago, and some guy doing constructions like, KD, that's why the, the word, the phrase ball watching is stuck in my head. He's, he's ball watching. I'm like, yep, that's exactly how to put it. That's the, he was kind of flat-footed, kind of watching things unfold. Not, and in that moment, Jay, the reason I pinpoint that moment is because yesterday you can make all the claims you want about the way they defended him, the Celtics' defense. But whatever you want to say about game one, they had a chance to win it, and KD had a defensive lapse. And in game two, they should have won it, and they totally collapsed in the second half. I get giving the Celtics credit. Doka is coach of the year, easily arguable, right? And it's a coaching mismatch so far between him him and Steve Nash. You have a well-oiled machine, a team on the one hand versus a couple of superstars. Hey, here's the ball. Go try and score for us. But they didn't answer. The superstars must answer the bell, Jay. They didn't answer the yeah. bell. Max, real talk, man. And you you just said it. 
and I said it yesterday on our show to both you guys, right? I was like, everybody was saying, oh, KD's going to go off. He's going to have 40. All, all the talking heads across the country. And I'm like, but what if he doesn't? What if it, and it, it brings me back into the conversation. I and like, thought, look, though, Jay, people, for sure, I thought he would play better. Me too. See? that's what, and, and, Key, so it's naturally for you to go, well, you know, there's no way he can play like this again, again in game three. So what you're saying is you're betting on Steve Nash to make adjustments. But I, I'm starting to bet against that a little bit. And I, I'm not going to sit up here and say that Kevin Durant isn't still in the conversation for best player in the world because he, he sure as hell is. But the way that Boston has defended him, man, like that's not something when you turn and you face and you see three dudes who are clogging the lane and every cut you're getting bumped, like that's not something that all of a sudden you just scheme for differently. Like Bruce Brown played well. Goran Dragic played well. Like, but it still didn't here's seem the, enough because of the way they defended those two. Here's the difference. Uh, how do you, Jay, how do you get out of that as a point guard? You're a point guard. You're running the offense. You know what needs to take place. How do you get out of the double teams or the double teams and pushing three to you every single time you take a step to shoot the football, I mean the basketball, you've got two dudes coming up, closing in on you, and another one basically right there with you at the same time. How do you get out of that? So you need more points in transition, Key. you got to get quicker quicker points where the defense isn't set, right? So the, the faster they play, the more they increase the tempo of the game is where you start getting those chippies where you like, – KD just has to find that rhythm. Like, he got to the free throw. He scored 18 points off the free throw line last night, 18 of his 27. So, realistically, he did a good job of drawing fouls. But when you get to the fourth quarter, man, like, he was 0 of 10. So, and, and Kyrie seemed like he wasn't even on the floor last night in the fourth quarter. So, look, I, I'm not saying I expect that same performance again from because these two are too talented to have that. But it, it, it comes into – do you put Ben Simmons into this lineup? And I was the first to say you don't. But now being down 0-2, to give Kevin Durant more opportunities to save his legs so he's not defending the likes of Jason Tatum, like it comes into it, guys. You're, you're looking at Ben Simmons saying, yo, if you can go, you need to go right now. We need you Absolutely. to go right now. Guys, here's, here's the thing about KD. Jay, give him what he can do. He should be in the conversation for the greatest player ever, right? Like he should be in that conversation. Not, not yet. And you're entitled to have a bad playoff series in a long career. I'm not going to kill him for that, right? I guess. Yes. But I, and it goes to guys like MJ or Kobe or LeBron or whatever, right? You're talking about when you're talking about that level, Larry Bird, Magic. I, I, take MJ, for example. Look, when he was all by himself and he didn't have a single other all-star and the Pistons, one of the greatest defensive teams ever, are hacking him and they're get, letting get – okay, fine, you can have – you know, he can still score a lot, but you have – but he'll still try to answer the bell. Once you give him another all-star, and I get he also had coaching Scottie Pippen, it was a wrap, right? KD, I get it. They're playing him physically, da-da-da-da. KD has another champion with him. A great player. We said one of the few superstars, bona fide superstars in the NBA, playing at a crazy level, right, guys? So that's why Kyrie is there. That's why these two guys are together. That's I get Steve Nash needs to do a much better job, 100%. But this, a, a series like this, this is when you have to answer the bell if you're in that inner sanctum of greatest players of all time. You can't, Man, you yeah. can't get caught flat-footed game one in, in the moment of truth and then collapse in game two and, and you and your crime partner aren't scoring. Keep speaking facts, Max. Keep speak, I mean, I'm, I'm not up here making any excuses 
for KD and Kyrie. And I was the one that said before, KD being 230, like, but he's being muscled around. And that's when I go back to the conversation about who's the best player in the game right now. I'm not going to – it's still a small sample size, and I know how prolific of a scorer KD can be. But what the Boston Celtics are giving you right now is a template, a blueprint on how to play Kevin Durant. And trust me, the entire league is watching this. Something happened to Jay Will yesterday that had him shook. What? And it man. wasn't Udoka's defense. I was violated, man. He needed Udoka's defense yesterday. We'll talk to someone. He was nowhere to be found. Who was no on the scene. The scene nope. of the crime. Keyshawn, J. Willemax on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. Keyshawn. Why would I mess up this face? J. Will. What up, baby? And Max. We could just talk about the pizza if you want. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Key and I are having a great time. Uh, we're with Waddle and Sylvie. So we had an autograph guy. I felt this man's hand on the, the lower soft part of my back. What are you talking about, lower Wait, soft part? The small of, I, 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 I've never been touched that place before by anybody. I'm very, but very he, good. He at... grabbed me with the whole palm, though, Key. The whole palm of his hand. Yeah. Grab the small part yeah, of my. It was. It was awkward. That touch. Yeah, woke exactly. Jay, woke Jay will up to parts of his body way. he didn't know he had. Some soft parts of his get lower out back. Get off the way! Don't touch my back, Evan. Get it, off my back. Get was, off me. Was he Stop. touching you here? Stop! Stop! Right, Stop! Like, no! Like, no! No! See, this is why I don't like. Yo, it puts man, me I'm not on your team. And it just, stop! It feels awkward. Get off me! I don't it's know. All right, man. It's I don't know good. how to he react. Just to, Max. He just, he just wanted to autograph something. That's all. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> he was just. He was. Uh, uh, he, he wasn't just asking it, for an autograph, Jay. He was also signing autographs. I, yes, if somebody has some great. baby powder, I'm trying to tell y'all right now. I would have just. It, I just. I didn't want to be the person that reacted no, the no. wrong way. Yeah. Well, that's, you're I right, know, man. See? It's, it's fine. Yeah, there you go, you're Key. Good. You say, no, no. And Evan's like, that, that would have been assault. But it's my natural no, reaction. You're fine. To Will you, Smith you, somebody you, when okay. they touch my you lower back. A I'm a Will Smith a, you. You're, getting, you're all right, man. We had a great time. We hung out with Waddle. We were good, man. It's all Shut good. Up, Speaking Key, of I Waddle, Tom time. Waddle. I got violated, Keyshawn. Co-host of Waddle and Sylvie. Guess who's with us now, guys? <laughs> Stop. Tom what, Waddle himself. What is that, uh? The Dave Chappelle, the Dave Chappelle with the fingers. Yeah. Uh, come here. Rick James. Morning. Rick James. 
fellas. Welcome to the Waddle and Sylvie Freak Show. <laughs> well, it certainly That's how was, it happens it, here in Chicago. I'm sorry, Jay. Waddle, how would you, how would you react, Waddle? Another man comes up, caresses the small of your back. Um, I don't yep, know. It's, see, it's like it's, it's weird. It's awkward. It's a regular Wednesday in Chicago. I don't know what to tell you. You know, people just want to <laughs> be out there and touch you and talk to you and everything. Part of the job, Jay. Yeah, touch Embrace my shoulder, it, Jay. Embrace it. Yeah, sure. I'm embracing nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> How you doing, Waddle? You feel good? Uh, Yeah, I feel better after watching the Bulls that we saw the first half of the NBA season show up uh, in game Uh two last night. Tell you what, it's been eight weeks since we've seen a Bulls team play like that. So, yeah, all good. Touch my lower back, pat pat me on the top of my head. (laughs) Just keep making 50% of your threes and everything's good. So you're saying I'm the good luck charm. I need to get my lower back touched every time, and that means the Bulls will win games. Have to think yeah, about it. <laughs> works for me, man. If you take one for the team, as they say, Jay. <laughs> no, we'll never yeah, take one very, for the team. Very, very three, baby. True. Gotta just take, gotta take one for the team, man. That's why I, I passed him to our producer Evan, and then I moved on, and Evan got him out the way from me and pushed him on Jay, and Jay continued to embrace him on the communication me. that he was getting. I, I don't like these. I don't like the, the phrasings here. Pushed him on me. Take one for the team. Hell no. None of it. Speaking of speaking of a team, Waddle, the, the uh, Chicago Bears getting going again. OTAs. The season's yeah. coming up. We had uh, we had Cap on with us yesterday, and he's told us he wasn't concerned at all with Fields as a player, but concerned much like we talked about a little bit about the roster, uh, the makeup of the roster so far in the offseason. What what expectations, if at all, you have for the Bears this year? Well, they're very limited, Key. Um, look, I, I, I like the approach that the new GM, Ryan Poles, has taken. He's being very, very uh, patient, and, I, and and they're going and slow and steady. I, I think, you know, most GMs, when they take over a new team, they, they look for ways to, to patchwork things and, and immediately win. I think that he's done the, the, the smart thing. He's been very prudent. He looks at this roster. I don't think he's overly impressed with what he's taken over, and he's going to take the slow and steady approach. I would disagree with Cap a little bit. I, I uh, Look, I think it's natural to be concerned about your young quarterback for a lot of reasons. A, he hasn't had a lot around him. B, he was not coached up very well last year. And C, he himself did not play very well. So, you know, I, I, I wouldn't – look at his rookie season and I'm not down on it. I would just tell you that I, I, my expectation level is that he comes out as coached better, has more around him and plays better himself this year. Well, I don't have to ask you this just because we're, we're in your city. We're in our city, Chi-Town. And I'm hearing people ask me on Twitter, would you make the move for Debo Samuel? If you're, if you were the bears, are you ready what for do a I guy have like to- Debo Samuel? Well, I, I would say this, what is it going to take to get – well, they're not ready to win. So if you're asking me to, quote, unquote, mortgage your future or give up a blockbuster package of draft picks going forward, I'm not sure I would do that. I, I Listen, I think he's a fantastic player. Um, he's a difference maker. I don't know how Key feels about this. I, I think he's a guy and, – and it's not a, a, it's not a criticism of him, but he – he took his game to the next level in Shanahan's offense. You've got to put him in situations where you get the ball in his hands quick, you get him in space. I don't know if you set him out there and just tell him to run the route tree that he's going to be 
you know, he's going to be Hopkins or he's going to be one of the other better receivers in the league. I think he's great. You've got to use him appropriately, and you have to have stuff around him. Uh, I'd love to have him on the team, but this team's a six- or seven-win team this year, and if that means i got to give up a couple of future number ones, no, because I don't think they're ready to take that step. You know, uh, Tommy, I, I speak the same language you speak on Debo Samuel. I love him as a player, and, and I was telling yep. the guys this earlier, he's, he's a dynamic playmaker, but I'm going to contribute 65 70% of my offense to one guy because that's what it needs for him to be uh, an important piece of the offense. In order for him, he's got to touch the ball. Much like you said, he's not yep. going to line up on the outside edge of the numbers, run the bang eight to come back to post corner. He's not doing those sort yep. of things. And I'm not paying a guy $80 million of guaranteed money in 24 months to touch the ball four or five times, and it's not on the perimeter edge at all. It's nothing against his game. I love him. I like him. Yep. I'd love to have him on the team, but not for two ones and $80 million. It's just not going to work for us. Tom Waddle, former uh, Chicago Bear wide receiver, co-host of Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000 here in Chicago, great host to us, is joining us on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Yeah, real quick, Waddle, while we have you, like yep. this Bulls team, whatever happens in these playoffs, and with Middleton hurt, who knows, right? But it seems like a very good step in the right direction considering Patrick Williams most, missed most of a pivotal development year and you don't have yep. Lonzo Ball. So what do you think? Can you tell us in the next 30 seconds or so your thoughts going forward for this Bulls nucleus? Um, I, I think there's still going to be some pieces moved around, guys, at the end of the year. Look, I, I expected that, that the Bucks were going to sweep the Bulls. That obviously didn't happen. This is a series now. Uh, I loved what, what Williams contributed. I loved what AC, Alex Caruso did. I still believe that their general manager and president, uh, AK and Mark Eversley, have shown you that they're willing to be proactive. And I think that they'll, they'll move some pieces around at the end of the year. But I love Williams. He hasn't played a lot because he's been hurt. But I think you got a glimpse last night of, of, of what he can be. Tom Waddle, co-host of Waddle and Sylvie. Thanks for jumping on with us this morning. All Thanks, guys. Be well. Travel safe. Yeah, watch, watch right, my guys. Lot, Tommy. Watch my guys back. Watch your back. While, while watch he's your at, back. while they're out there. Someone needs to watch Jay's back. Stop. While he's out there. Somebody. They do. They do. Yeah, Unwanted Evan was watching back your back, touching. Key, but apparently not mine. Unwanted back No, touching. I told Evan to handle it. Is it time to bring Ben Crazy. Simmons back? Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. That's coming up next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.